Ion 2020 episode 271. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Welcome to another episode of Ion 2020. This is actually basically eye on the coronavirus the last couple of weeks uh since that's all that anyone's been talking about the last couple of weeks which is understandable by all means because um you know there's the spread of this thing is going on and all that uh countries are starting to i guess go up that curve where they're starting to get lots and lots of new people that are getting the coronavirus and all that and uh you know, with more testing, there's going to be more people that are testing positive for the coronavirus as well. I think that it's probably been a, you know, there's probably a lot more people that are getting it and don't have any symptoms or have very mild symptoms, so they don't even go to the doctor for it, so they're not even getting tested in the first place. That's probably true. But yeah, this is pretty much eye on the coronavirus right now, and I do apologize that we're not talking about the election, but there's not really much to talk about. Each of the three people that are running, basically, the three people that are running, which is Donald Trump, um, Joe Biden, and Bernie Sanders, and I guess you have the libertarians as well, but you don't have, hear a lot of hoopla going on from the libertarians by any means. I'm sure they're out there talking about it and talking about different ways to limit the state while still... Uh, counteracting the coronavirus and all that but uh the three main candidates all they're doing trying to do is stay relevant is what it really comes down to and the thing that you've seen this week is uh donald trump and the democrats and the republicans are really coming together to add like lots and lots of uh of your tax dollars your money to try to counteract this thing I guess and not even your tax dollars because this is all deficit spending at this point and they're gonna just run up the debt a one and a half trillion dollars through this whole coronavirus response which I don't feel like I agree with that at all as a libertarian um they the thing is is this is that they feel like they have to have this major response to this whole thing where you know, on the libertarian side, we always say that you want to limit government, you want to have a less government and all that. And I think on Monday's show, I got a little bit freaked out. I mean, I was kind of buying into all of the uh, the press on this, but uh, rational minds do prevail. And this is what that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is uh, this, by the way, is a ride with Ray type episode. I am driving uh, just because I have to be driving today. And I didn't have time to really get the show together last night or uh, this morning before I left my house. But um, so the thing about the coronavirus is this it's going to spread to everybody, right? I mean, it's just the way it's going to be. Not everybody. They say like 70, 80% of the population will eventually get the coronavirus. And the goal is, and you see, everybody that watches the news, you've seen these charts, right? You can either have. It goes through quick over like a month and a half, two month period where it spreads to everybody and then it goes away. 
or you can have it extended out for further and you see the little smaller hump and it'll extend it out further by quarantining people, by keeping people away from other people and by shutting down the economy and all that. And by doing that, you're going to have less people at a large amount or over a large amount of time that are going to get it. So you're going to get the same amount of people that get it, but over that amount of time, you're going to have less strain on the medical system. So you see that line that's on those, those little hump charts or whatever, um, the bell curves is what basically they are. And there's a line that they put through that. And that is the medical system's capacity, right? And that's what everyone's looking at and saying, everyone's freaked out about it, that you're going to overwhelm the capacity of the medical system. And at that point, you're going to uh, have more and more people die because of that. And in a static type situation, that would be completely true, guys. In a static situation, that would be completely true, where there's no ability to increase capacity at all quickly. And there might, it might be true that there's no ability to increase capacity quickly. It might be true because the medical system that we have is slow, is slow to respond to crises because of that. Is our medical capacity, does it have no ability to increase its capacity? That's what, that's what it really comes down to. So can, so when you're looking at those bell curves and I hate to bore you with all the numbers and the charts and all that stuff. And, but if, if you look at those bell curves and you see the ones that go the short amount, of, it's a short duration. Lots of people get it in a, in a short period of time, crashes the, crashes the medical capacity. Can that line go up to meet the demand on the medical system? Can it go up? And all of the people that are looking at this and freaking out, they assume that the capacity cannot go up that you can't have more medical beds, that you can't have hospitals open up wings of their hospital where they just pile people in there and get them treated, that they can't just get more respirators out there, that the people, that everything will have to be rationed that we currently have. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know that there's a thousands upon thousands or millions of respirators out there that people might need that are in critical condition. But the medical system that we have today, everyone, you hear people on Facebook and this is what they're saying. Oh, look, this is a failure of the free markets and medical and the medical system. We need socialized medicine because it'll be to respond to this. And it's like this pie in the sky idea that people have that just because you have a socialized medical system and today's so-called free market medical system is failing because it can't meet that capacity that line can't go up to meet that capacity, then the assumption is is that somehow a socialized medical system or Medicare for all, per se, would suddenly make it so that the capacity that the medical system has can go up. But that's the, that's the key in this entire thing. And that's why these people are... That's why the government is saying, shut everything down. That's why all these counties and these cities are shutting everything down, shutting down the bars and stuff, is to try to lower the curve so that less people get it at one time, and but more people get it over a longer period. The, the same amount of people still get it over a longer period of time. 
and then it doesn't overwhelm the capacity. But my feeling is if you had a system, and this is what we need to talk to people about, if you have a system in place that can't increase capacity quick in times of crisis, or in in this case, if you take a supply and demand situation, the demand for medical is going to go up really quick in a coronavirus situation, in a pandemic type situation, the demand is going to go up quick. And rational people realize this because demand goes up quick for hand sanitizer, right? And all of a sudden you have people who are hoarding hand sanitizer, but you also have people that are going out there and hoarding it so they could resell it. So you're going to have the prices, the so-called price gouging going on and hand sanitizer and toilet paper and all that stuff, right? It's very hard to get the hand sanitizer right now. So that is a sort of a breakdown in the system as well. But there, but the thing is, is that people start stepping in to try to fix that because they know they can get more money for their hand sanitizer. So in that sense, people will start coming in and producing hand sanitizer. They say like some of these um, distilleries and stuff are starting to produce their own hand sanitizer and selling that. So you're going to have new people coming to the market to fix it. How quick can that happen in like a coronavirus type situation? I don't know. But if you left the free markets to deal with it, people would see the profit motive available to get this thing nipped in the butt quick and take care of people. It'll cost them money. Yeah, that's true. That sounds crazy. That seems, sounds mean. That sounds, um, sounds like something that, you know, good people should not leave people to be sick and all that stuff. That's true. But I think that if you had like a free market system, you would have a situation where the t- capacity can go up in a time of crisis like that. But we don't have a free market in healthcare, and that's what people say. They say, oh, if we just get rid of this whole free market thing and go towards a socialized medicine, then we'll be able to fix this thing so, so much faster and, and all that, right? We're going to fix it so much faster because a socialized system would allow people to get in there and, and we'd have all the stuff that we need. No, we're not going to have all the capacity that we need. You're not going to have all the capacity that you need. There's going to be spikes here and spikes there, and a socialized system actually is going to have a harder time responding to that because of all the bureaucracy that goes with it. You really, when you have a lot of bureaucracy that goes with all this stuff, that's where bureaucrats cannot respond to things fast. You see it in the House of Representatives and the Senate all the time. There's a crisis going on and they just can't get their act together to solve a problem because the Democrats and Republicans have to argue things out and all that stuff. But we do not have a free market healthcare system, so it's going to be slow to respond. There's going to be bureaucracy, bureaucracy that goes along with everything. We don't have a free market system. Now, I'm not saying a free market system will be perfect to fix the coronavirus. You might have a situation where cities and counties still might want to shut down, you know, they, they, the, the people that you elect as your officials in your, in your county and your city they might talk with the hospital system managers and all that and they might say hey what can we do to you know help you out and support you and they might say you know what let's just shut down bars shut down shut down different places of business and so forth or encourage people not to go out to those places of bar those bars and those places of business 
libertarians would never say you need to shut things down, but, you know, business owners will make those decisions on their own. You saw it before the government mandated it. You saw businesses shutting down or closing their doors or doing whatever to protect themselves because people are self-interested as well. They don't want to be known as the, the restaurant that had the coronavirus outbreak in their town. So they'll make decisions based upon stuff like that as well. So I'm not all freaked out about it the way that I was on Monday. I was buying into a lot of the hype because I'm starting to see that the reason why the coronavirus is what it is is because the medical system capacity is what it really comes down to. The capacity to handle it. Let's all get through it, get it over with. Most likely the same amount of people are going to die in either situation if you had a situation where the capacity could be ramped up fast. But we just don't have a system in place where the capacity could be ramped up fast because of all the bureaucracy that goes along with the suedo system that we have now which is like half I don't know half socialism and half uh, government control and half slightly free market-ish system that really isn't that free market but like I said it doesn't come down to the free market's going to solve every single problem that there's going to be no deaths because there's a free market and all that that's not what I would try try to imply I would just say that you'd have a fat the ability to ramp up production faster in a free market system than you do now that line that people show on that graph does not have to be static it does not have to be there's only a million beds in the United States and that's it if there's a profit motive involved in it people are going to say you know what we're going to double the number of beds that we offer in our hospital Hospitals don't have the ability to do that now. They have to get approval from county commissioners to add new beds to their damn hospitals. There's all kinds of rules in place where you can't just go open up in your own hospital. You can't say, you know what, my name's Steven, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm going to hire 15 nurses and start a hospital, a temporary hospital in my town. I'm going to start a temporary hospital in my community. For anyone that gets sick, come on down to Steve's hospital. You can't do that. You don't have the ability to do that. Because you have to get approval from the government. You have to get approval to add new beds even to an existing hospital. You have to get approval to add new services to an existing hospital from your city and county governments and your state officials. So you don't have that ability because of all the red tape that goes along with government regulation, government bureaucracy and all that. And people will people defend it and say, oh, well, if we did that, we just have Jim's Hospital open up everywhere and killing people. But Jim's Hospital that kills people does not stay in business that long. Because people start to realize that Jim's Hospital isn't, isn't taking care of people very good. So they stop going to Jim's Hospital and Jim's Hospital goes out of business. Like, it'll self-regulate in some way. And over time, you'll have private re- private companies coming in to certify these hospitals that are doing good and doing bad. And people will be like, I'm not going to Jim's Hospital because it's not certified by the Great Certification Company of America. Like, that's the way that things would be in a free market system. But we don't live in a completely free market system. You have to have government regulators telling you whether you could add new 
MRI machines to your hospital. You have to have government regulators tell you whether you can add new hospital beds to your hospital. You have government regulators telling you what you can and cannot do. And supposedly, I was reading an article on Reason Magazine the other day, said that you can actually, if you're a hospital and there's someone else trying to add new beds to their hospital, you can veto that. Veto your own competition from adding an MRI machine because it'll infringe upon your it'll infringe upon your MRI machine that you have. If you want to open up a new cancer hospital down the road from your existing hospital, the cancer hospital up the road from you can veto that and say, nope, we're not letting them get a new cancer hospital because that'll compete with us. <coughs> Imagine the ability in a free market to be able to open up a cancer hospital to compete with the one down the road and another cancer hospital to uh, compete with those two imagine the cost would go down significantly in that situation because competition forces prices down so we're not in a free market system but everyone's going to blame the so called free market system that we have in healthcare because it can't increase the capacity in a timely manner but this is all a capacity issue. It has nothing to do with the coronavirus itself in that way. Towns and municipalities and cities and communities can take their own action. You don't need the federal government to take action on this particular issue in that way. Because what are the politicians doing right now? What are they doing right now? They're not solving the coronavirus pandemic. They're not curing the coronavirus right now they're taking an opportunity to to spend trillions of dollars pay out a thousand dollars per person in america that's what they're doing right now they're trying to buy votes right now they're trying to increase the number of people that are donating to their campaigns right now they're taking every opportunity to pack as much crap into a bill as many handouts as they can into a bill in order to get people to vote for them down the road. To say, I did something for your industry, so vote for me. That's what they're doing. Donald Trump is, the, the Democrats are, the Republicans are. They're passing a, two, a million and a half, or a trillion and a half dollar stimulus plan in order to buy votes. That's all they're doing. They're not solving this problem. Will you cash your thousand dollar check from the government damn sure you will and you're hoping that it comes sooner than later I'm sure everyone is that's just the way people are we want more money duh you know what you do the government takes 40% of all money out of the economy 40% of all dollars out of the economy everything that you make they take 40% of it on average Waive all taxes for the rest of the year. They're not going to do that. 40%. Can you imagine a business that doesn't have to pay taxes or an individual that doesn't have to pay taxes at all for the rest of the year? No payroll tax, no social security tax, no income tax, no, no property taxes, no sales tax, no nothing? Can you imagine the boost to the economy then? You know what? And the government just stopped spending as well. That's what they would have to do. 
no more no more taxes for the rest of the year. Keep all that money to yourself. That's the that that's a great solution, but the government would never do that because they don't, then they lose control of your money. They lose the stranglehold that they have on you. That's what it really comes down to. That's why they're not. That's why they're saying, "Oh, look at the handouts we can give to people. We're going to send everyone a, a, a Trump check." I'm, I got my Trump check in April, and I'm waiting for my Trump check in May. That's what they're going to say, and and everyone's going to applaud Donald Trump for getting him a check, ensure that he gets reelected in in November is what it really comes down to. And the Democrats, they're going to try to have their say as well. They're going to try to make sure that. You know, if Donald Trump is going to be a winner from this, I need to be a slight winner from this as well. So you need to make sure that there's something in this bill that's going to help me out so that I can get elected to Congress. Or else we're not going to pass it. All the handouts, all the politically connected now are officially in Washington as well. You have the people from the, you know, all the big hotels. You have Hilton, Marriott, all those guys. I saw Best Western was there. What about the Jim Bob's Hotel down the road? Are they going to get a bailout on this thing? No, because they're not politically well-connected. This is going to help out the big corporations as well. They're there. They're trying to get their hand out as fast as they can. Yeah, the major corporations that were there as well, like the largest corporations in America, like I forget what industry group that was, but they were all there. They were represented by Apple and you know all the different major corporations, the top 25 or 30 corporations in America, they were all there making sure that the government knows how bad it's going to be for them because they want their handout too. Top of that, you had the hotel groups all there. I already said that. But you also had like the, oh, the the tourism groups that were there. Oh, look how bad this is going to affect our economy down in Florida, up in Charleston, over in California. Disney World shut down. We need to make sure that we can get them a bailout as well. Airlines, oh my god, they're having a tough time. We need to make sure that they get bailed out also. Bail out everybody. Everybody is going to be up there trying to get their piece of the pie. And the politically well-connected are going to get it. But we got to save the economy, right? we got to save the economy. And the politicians are going to play to that. They're going to play to that like you don't even know. They're going to make sure that this economy is saved by them or so-called saved by them I heard one politician saying today and this is, just explains just how well they or just how much they lack understanding of business in the first place he said we'll give these we're going to make sure that there are loans to small businesses so that they can make payroll is a business going to take out a loan so that they from the government so they can make payroll that doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. If I have a small restaurant down the road that has no customers coming into it, and I have five employees working for me, and I don't have customers coming in, am I going to take out a loan so I can make payroll? What is this guy even thinking? This was um, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina saying that he wants to make sure that businesses have loans so they can make payroll. They're going to lay the people off. They're going to fire them. They're going to tell them not to come in. Let's get past this thing in a month. We'll see where we're at. I might not even be in business by then. And I'm going to take out a loan to make payroll. No, that would never happen in the business world. 
unless they knew for certain that business was going to start back up tomorrow. That's it. But these people are complete idiots when it comes to anything with the economy and understanding business. And you have those people up there trying to make decisions on who to give money out to. Yeah, they're trying to make sure that people feel confident in the economy. They're trying to be make sure there's some kind of certainty going on. With, but it just makes no sense whatsoever, some of the decisions they're making. Has it been hyped up? Has the coronavirus been hyped up? Absolutely. We can't deny that, right? I see an article this morning as well, and it says coronavirus cases double in 24 hours, or go up by 40% in 24 hours. And you look at that article headline, and you're just freaked out. Holy crap, 40% more cases, this is crazy. But yesterday, they said, over the next 24 hours, you're going to see lots of new cases, because we have we have done seven times more tests in the last 24 hours than we had done in the last in the last week. So you're going to see over the next five days, you're going to see lots and lots of new tests coming in showing positives because of that. And that's the only reason why, if you dig into the article, the only reason why you're seeing a 40% increase in cases today over yesterday is because there's been way more testing done in the last 24 hours than there has been done in the last seven days. And that's it. But the, it's been hyped. It has been hyped. People are freaked out more so than they should because of that. But you really, since our capacity to take care of patients is hindered by the fact that there's huge regulations, maybe you should stay home then so that your grandmother doesn't happen to get it and they can't get to a hospital bed or get her on a ventilator. But it really comes down to one thing, and it's the capacity of our hospital system, which is hindered by the government controls and regulations that are on the hospital system. So what we need to do is start teaching our friends about the negative things about regulation. Start telling them that it's the regulations that are causing the capacity issues, the the lack of supply of hospital beds is caused by regulation. When the demand goes up, the hospital beds cannot come in to new hospitals because they're not allowed to. You can't just set up an unregulated hospital in your neighborhood if you wanted to, if you were a doctor that had five or six nurses. You can't turn your primary care practice and start throwing beds in there and letting people take care of their, taking care of people there on respirators and all that. You can't do that. You don't have the ability. You don't have the, the government approval to do it. And that's really what it comes down to. So we need to start teaching our friends about that so that the next time there's a crisis, people depend less upon government. Right now, people are looking to the government for the answers and the solutions because they're looking for a strong man to take the lead. That's it. That's it. We need to change the culture. We need to educate people about the terrible challenges that a regulated economy faces when a crisis happens like this, all right? That's all I got for you. Hopefully, you learned a little bit of something to say because Monday, I was freaked out. I'm sure you saw that. And now I'm back to normal, guys. I apologize for getting freaked out on Monday. I wasn't completely freaked out. I was just kind of trying to figure out how 
to uh, to play this thing in a situation where people are just looking to the government for all the answers, you know, and, and how a libertarian society would fix it or how a pseudo-libertarian society could fix it or how we can start changing our friends' minds towards not looking to government for all the answers. But right now, everyone's minds are turned towards Washington for solutions. And the politicians are happy to oblige, guys. They really are. But we don't need them. We don't. We need less regulation so that supply of hospital beds can go up in the time of need. We need better communities, more close-knit communities, so that we start caring about each other and we say, you know what, we're not going to get affected by this coronavirus because we know our hospital capacity is a 1,000 beds and we could probably get up to 2,000 beds pretty quickly as a community. The hospitals are going to oblige us on that. But we can't get it up to 3,000 that fast. So you know what? Let's just stay home, take care of ourselves, stay away from our older friends, stay away from those that are in a higher risk category, and move on. Well, we don't need the federal government to do all what they're doing, guys. We don't. But that's what everyone's looking at right now. So... Um, it comes down to a cultural change, and that's going to take time. It really is. But I appreciate you joining me Mondays and Thursdays, doing this show for you every Monday and Thursday, uh, trying to make sure that you guys are aware of what's going on with the election. And now I feel like I'm coronavirus all day, all all the time. I'm researching it and looking at it. And uh, that's what I'll talk about as needed. But if anything happens in the elections, I'll let you know as well. But the thing about the elections right now is just the fact that everyone is trying to posture so that they look like they are the most presidential. And Donald Trump is doing it. Joe Biden's doing it. Bernie Sanders is doing it. And that's it. So I appreciate you joining me. Come on back on uh, Monday uh, for the next show. You can check me out, I Am The Empire, and on Facebook is I Am The Empire. IamTheEmpire.com is the website, and I Am The Empire on Facebook and on Twitter. You can follow me there as well. You can also message me there if you want to. But um, hopefully uh, all of you guys are safe out there and uh, make sure that you do not overburden the capacity of our socialized medical system that we currently have. And uh, come on back on Monday and you'll have clear vision for 2020.